The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 35. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, where we take questions directly from the Old Pre-Meds forums over at oldpremeds.org. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I say us because usually I'm joined by the former director of the non-traditional, the the Society for Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students. It's a mouthful. Uh, Rich, who used to be the director and is now retired, and I took over. I am Dr. Ryan Gray from the Medical School Headquarters. I host this podcast as well as the Pre-Med Years and the MCAT Podcast. You can find all the podcasts we do over at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D, media.com. The question that we're gonna take today is from a poster who's asking about jobs during gap years. And I'm sorry if I sound a little off. I am battling a cold, so to me, I sound very stuffy and nasally. I apologize. But I'm gonna go ahead and read this question and get to an answer. They start off saying, I graduated in 2013 with a BS in biological sciences and chemistry. I did one year of research before I graduated. I also shadowed in the OR. The, that year, I decided I wanted to become a physician. When I graduated, I didn't think about careers or jobs. I simply thought I would take a year off, volunteer a little, and mostly study for the MCAT. Then immediately get a paid research assistant position while applying to medical school. It didn't turn out that way. I took the pre-2015 MCAT. On the last day the exam was offered, I ended up with an average score. My GPA isn't great either, a 3.1. So it's not worth applying until I fix those scores. I'm going to apply to an academic enhancer post program this fall slash upcoming spring in order to start next 2017, summer, fall. Meanwhile, preparing to take the MCAT right after the program ends. I'm finding it hard to write the personal statement because I've done so little over three years, only volunteering at a free clinic for a total of six months and working as a medical assistant for four months. I'm currently unemployed. I'm very lost. I don't necessarily want to continue doing a medical assistant job. I could do that part-time only, but I want to know what other clinical jobs or opportunities exist that will help a lot for medical school admission. I want something that utilizes my biology and chemistry knowledge. I live in the Bay Area, so I'm applying to a wide range of university labs at Stanford and UCSF as a clinical research assistant, but I think I'm using all the wrong strategies to apply to all the wrong positions. Maybe there's more opportunities in private sector. I'm emailing postdocs and PIs, letting them know I'm interested and if they have any positions. I know you don't have to do research, but that's where my heart is at. It just seems nearly impossible to get in without a master's degree or being an undergraduate at that institution. Bottom line, what sort of jobs can I do with a bachelor's degree, not a career job, before going into medical school that will help me get into medical school? All right, that was a long one. So first off, I'm interested to know what the MCAT score was. 
And the fact that the student isn't applying because they think that their scores aren't good enough to get into medical school, I, I would question that thinking. Scores are scores. A, a 3.1 GPA obviously is, is not average. Uh, it's below average. And if they have an average MCAT score, the, the data for medical schools, the GPA, the MCAT score that they provide is an average. It is a statistical number, a mathematical number derived from adding together all of the classes' MCAT scores, all of the classes' GPAs, and dividing by the total number of students. So that 3.5, that 3.6, that 3.7 number that you're looking at for a school, that includes threes and 3.1s and 3.2s and 3.3s. Don't kill your chances of medical school and not apply just because you don't think you're good enough. Let the medical schools tell you that you're not good enough. I know that kind of hurts. <laughs> it hurts to get that rejection. Trust me, I know. It hurts, but and it's expensive. But not applying to medical school because you think, think being the key word, you think that you won't get in is, is not appropriate in my mind. All right, so let's get to the answer, the question here about jobs. And here's another one where I think the poster is thinking about it in the wrong way. Don't look for a job that you think will help you get into medical school. This is the same thing about picking an undergrad that you think will get you into medical school, picking a major that you think will get you into medical school, picking a extracurriculars that you think will help you get into medical school. Don't do anything in your life that you think will help you get into medical school. It's not a checkbox. There are no checkboxes to get into medical school. You have to do what you are passionate about, period, end of story. Now, they do say that research is in their heart. So that is good to know. That means that they are passionate about research, which is great, as long as they're not pursuing research because they think that's what will help them get into medical school. Here's, I, I, I think where this student nailed it on the head is that research at universities is going to be for master students and undergrads at that, at that university. It's going to be very hard to find research positions at a university as a non-student there. So I think you, you keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. And, and what I talk about all the time in this podcast and the pre-med years podcast is relationships. You need to go out and find those relationships with people that will help you get your foot in the door into uh, possible research opportunities. So research is great if that's where your heart is at. Yes, it may help you with medical school applications if you are looking to apply to a research-heavy institution. One of the posters that, that posted immediately after this talked about being a scribe. Being a scribe is an amazing job for gaining the experience of what life is like as a physician and, and seeing the dynamics of, of patient care. It's, it's an amazing job. It's something I wish was around when, when I was an undergraduate student. And you can check out the scribe jobs that Elite Medical Scribes offers. They're a sponsor um, every now and then for the, for the pre-med years podcast. 
you can find them at medicalschoolhq.net slash EMS. And they'll, that'll take you to their careers listing page with the jobs, basically, that they have open at this current time. So being a scribe, we talked about it a couple months ago, maybe on the pre-mid years, with a former dean of admissions at the University of California, Irvine, so UC Irvine, where she talked about being a scribe as one of the best clinical experiences that students can get. And the number one reason she claimed that students weren't accepted was lack of clinical experience. And uh, obviously, if being a scribe is great clinical experience and the lack of being accepted is no clinical experience, there you go. Being a scribe is, is what will get you into medical school if, if, if uh, you want to do the math on that. So don't think about it as what job will help you get into medical school. Think about what you are interested in doing because that will truly show the most during your interviews on your, your medical school interviews. Because when you start talking about a research job, if you're not passionate about research, and you start talking about the research that you did during your gap year, and you don't have any passion behind it, it's, it comes through. It's plain as day. So that's my advice. Pick something that you are interested in. Don't pick a job just because you think it will help you get into medical school. And something you didn't ask, but I'll offer it here for anybody else that's in the same boat, don't not apply to medical school just because you don't think your stats are good enough. Now, there's an obviously an asterisk to this. They said they're, they're, this person posted that their GPA was 3.1. Not horrendous. And they said they had an average MCAT score. I wonder what average is. So average pre-2015 MCAT, the average was about a 26. So a 26 with a 3.1 GPA, not amazing scores or stats. But remember, MCAT and GPA are just one part of your application. So don't, don't not apply just because you think that you won't get in. Really do your homework and think about it. All right, that is it for today. If you have any questions that you want answered here on the podcast, go to oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account in the forms if you don't already have one, and ask a question. The forms are getting busier, which is awesome to see because more and more people are coming, uh, I'm assuming because of this podcast, which is great. I'm glad to have all of you there. It's an amazing community, unlike that other three-letter site where there's just too much turmoil and negativity for for me to handle. So come join us over at oldpremeds.org, ask your questions. And as always, I hope you join us next week here at the Old Premeds Podcast and the Medical School Headquarters.